Good morning, everyone. I'm R.W. Estella with a word in Edgewise. Today is the 3rd of July, the 184th day of 2023, with 181 days ahead of us on our way to 2024. We're about halfway there. Today, on this eve of Independence Day, we are about to enter the third week of summer, which for us here in Down East Maine is a divine interplay of water and land, the textures of each constantly in flux, the colors of both an ever-expanding array. From a palette of geography and atmospherics, elements working together like so many diverse participants in Walt Whitman's I Hear America Singing. I hear America singing, the varied carols I hear, those of mechanics, each one singing his, as it should be, blithe and strong, the carpenter singing his as he measures his plank or beam, the mason singing his as he makes ready for work or leaves off work, the boatman singing what belongs to him in his boat, the deckhand singing on the steamboat deck the shoemaker singing as he sits on his bench, the hatter singing as he stands, the woodcutter's song, the plowboy's on his way in the morning, or at noon intermission, or at sundown. Thirty-two years ago, two hosts on WERU's Morning Main were broadcasting from the Hen House in East Blue Hill Falls. Earlier in the morning, I would have written my radio essay and then traveled from the Eastern Channel in Bucksport to the station, there to be welcomed by Kathy Melio and Jim Campbell as I donned a set of headphones and opened up my notebook computer to read from its screen while adjusting the mic. To say Jim invested much of his life in WERU is the greatest of understatements. His efforts and energy in providing structure, content, inspiration, and a legacy of service few can rival will stand as lasting testimony to the power of the individual. Thank you for all the electronic watchdogging, too. Rest in peace, Jim. In our garden, the bees and hummingbirds continue to become acquainted with the burgeoning purple asters, as the blossoms of the lupin and buttercups have mostly ebbed, while the beauty bushes bluster wanes somewhat, as the tiger lilies and the hollyhocks begin their show. This past week, some of us open-water swimmers have been putting in the miles locally, Yours truly launching a couple of times from Gold's Landing at Pushaw Lake and venturing north to Dollar and Harwood Islands. Ceilings were low Thursday morning, about 200 feet or so, but that did not seem to hinder a young bald eagle who did not mind, apparently, to fly in instrument meteorological conditions. Gliding along the base of the clouds, he would now and again disappear into the wispy fringe and then reappear. From my vantage point, taking a respite from freestyle and instead backstroking for a few moments, I entertained a quick gamut of thought regarding why he might be out and about, and then quickly concluded, because he could. Heavenward this morning at 7.39, we have July's full buck moon, also known variously as the feather molting moon, the salmon moon, the berry moon, the moon when the choke cherries are ripe, the ripe corn moon, the raspberry moon, the thunder moon, and the halfway summer moon. July's full moon is also a supermoon, owing to its closer-than-usual proximity to the Earth. Check out as well the double stars known as Epsilon Lyrae. 
Epsilon 1 and Epsilon 2 in the constellation Lyra, the harp. Look in the northwest sky after dusk and in the northeast sky before dawn. Today in 1608, Samuel de Champlain founded Quebec City. Today in 1775, George Washington took command of the Continental Army in Cambridge, Massachusetts. Today in 1861, the Pony Express arrived in San Francisco with overland letters from New York. Today in 1863, the Battle of Gettysburg, largest battle ever fought among whites on the American continent, ended in major victory for the Union forces. Today in 1886, Carl Benz drove the first automobile. Today in 1938, President Franklin Roosevelt lighted and thereby dedicated the Eternal Light Peace Memorial at Gettysburg Battlefield. Today in 1962 in Syracuse, New York, teacher Mary Lee Mapather and electrical engineer Thomas Cruz Mapather III welcomed their new son, Thomas Cruz Mapather IV, into the world. Because of his job, Tom's father kept the family moving often enough that Tom attended eight elementary schools and three high schools. Tom's mother specialized in dyslexia for professional as well as personal reasons, as she, Tom, and his three sisters suffer from the disorder. And despite his mother's efforts, Tom found school troubling, says biographer Ed Morrow. When Tom's father and mother divorced, Tom was 11, and his mother, who was awarded custody, struggled to make ends meet. Finding a semblance of stability in a seminary when he was 14, Tom made plans to become a priest. But within a year, unable to be comfortable with a celibate life, he returned to high school and found sports, which came naturally to him, were a useful way to make friends. And he played football, baseball, hockey, tennis, and lacrosse, while also skiing and wrestling, the last bringing on an injury requiring him to scale back his physical activities. During this ebb, the school glee club coach suggested Tom audition for the role of Nathan Detroit in the school's production of Guys and Dolls. Tom won that role and felt comfortable on stage, eventually dropping out of high school to become an actor. Initially came dinner theater, then a part in the 1981 Franco Zeffirelli film Endless Love, which bombed, but Tom Cruise's next performance in the 1981 Taps was liked by critics, and a series of starring roles in films such as 1983's Risky Business, 1986's Top Gun, 1988's Rain Man, and 1992's A Few Good Men fueled his meteoric rise. Today is also the birthday in 1567 of French explorer Samuel de Champlain, who named Mount Desert Island and founded Quebec City. In 1878, of the American father of the musical comedy, George M. Cohan. In 1883, of this Czech writer, Franz Kafka. In 1908, of American cookbook author, M.F.K. Fisher. In 1923, of American jazz and ballad singer, Johnny Hartman. In 1929, of American singer, David Lynch. In 1937, of Czech-born British playwright, Tom Stoppard, in 1947 of American humorist Dave Barry, in 1952 of American singer-songwriter Laura Branigan, in 1970 of American singer and actress Andra MacDonald, and in 1971 of Australian founder of WikiLeaks, Julian Assange. 
From Orono, Maine, I'm R.W. Estella with a word in Edgewise. Here's to the third official week of summer, to the 27th week of 2023, and to a happy 4th of July.